This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. All right, guys, final segment of today's Sense of the Shoe podcast. We'll get to Michigan Panic Meter in just a moment here. But the latest reports on the Michigan coaching front, Jim Harbaugh will visit the Chargers this week. And um, what's interesting is that's really been the team he's most been connected to. Carolina does not appear to be uh, a possibility. There is some scuttlebutt now that Washington has a a GM with 49ers ties that maybe that could be a spot for Harbaugh. But – um, I thought it was interesting, Spencer, for all those people, and I was one of them. I thought it was fait accompli. He was gone. The Vegas odds went from plus 700 after Michigan won the national title that he would not be in the NFL next year. So really good odds that you would have to kind of almost a sucker's bet to take plus 700 for a coach expected to go to the NFL. And by the end of the week, it was in the minus 100s that he would be uh, not coaching in the NFL. So Vegas money thinks that Jim Harbaugh is going back to Michigan for what it's worth. I thought the Chargers still had the best odds. Um, so this is just Willie being college, Willie being Oh, NFL. okay, yeah, yeah. okay. Because I saw, I, I heard somebody at one point was talking about how like the Chargers have the best odds and the second best odds were he doesn't, he stays in college. And like the third best odds, like further down the list, were like the Raiders or something like that. Um, so yeah, I think that's interesting. Uh, I mean, listen, we knew all along he was going to field some offers or, or sort of look around and explore, particularly because he didn't sign that contract that was apparently on the table that said, "Hey, the only stipulation is you can't look at NFL jobs this year." So um, I think he, I, I, we've we've already kind of exhausted the. Harbaugh to the NFL conversation, but I, I'll, I'll repeat the same things I've been saying, which is I just think that guy wants to win at that level too. He already knows he had success at that level. There's only three coaches all time who have been – two of them were basically named national champions and then won a Super Bowl. The only one who's actually truly won both of those outright is Pete Carroll, 
So he'd be in some elite company, and that was kind of the question he got asked after the win the other night. Um, he would be in some elite company if he could pull that off. I just think, too, Nick, like I understand the lure of winning the national championship, and maybe that pulls at the heartstrings a little bit to bring, bring it back. It sounds like Michigan's trying to make like a final push to get him or keep, keep him around. But at the same time, like – with the sanctions that are going to be coming like this, I, I, I just think it's going to be too much for him where he's like, I don't want to deal with any of this bullshit anymore. I'm going to go to the NFL and sort of seek refuge there. And I know that I could win here and see what happens. So I don't know. And listen, there's no, there's nothing saying he can't ever go back to Michigan. Like if it doesn't work out in the charges in like three, four years, you don't think Michigan's going to be like, Hey, come back. We, we want you, you want us a national championship. Like he's got a one-way ticket back there. Anytime he wants. I, I think it's really fascinating. I think there was a reporter who said people around the NFL expect Jim Harbaugh in the NFL, but people around Harbaugh, and, and by the way, people around Michigan expect him in the NFL, but people who, who are in his inner circle think he might want to stay at Michigan. And I just think that's a really fascinating idea of oh, this whole time we've assumed he wants to go to the NFL, um, but this might come down to he just wants to feel the love which I think we can all understand. Let's get to the Michigan panic meter here. And I got to be honest with you, I almost regret going into the full gray where I am just completely light gray, no panic. Uh, earlier this week, uh, or sorry, I think it was after Will Howard committed last week because now I'm really not worried. Ohio State has returned as much talent as you possibly could have expected, and even more. And to me... I was pretty confident you had a good chance to beat Michigan because of a lot of different circumstances uh, next year before uh, Travion Henderson, Emeka Abuka, and JT Tuimolo Al came back. But that is like, I think you can make a case that Travion was um, maybe your best offensive player at points, even with Marvin on the field at points in the second half of the year. I think Emeka Abuka is going to reestablish his value this year. And I think he's is destined for a monster season because all he needs to do is stay healthy. And I think uh, Tui Moloau changes the explosiveness of your defense. So I am even in You're a lighter. I, I I am. I, I have zero concern about meeting, beating Michigan. Mm. I am. That's right. Total gray. A total, total gray. I am uh, fully damn torqued, as they would say, on my old night show. How about you? Uh, I'm going to go, I, I think I moved myself into the white after the Michigan championship game. I was in the light gray, went to the white, um, given some of the context just around, or I might've gone even to light Scarlet. I don't remember. I feel like I should have gone to light Scarlet, but I'm going to actually go back the other direction now. Like I said, my meter's always moving. It's, it's, uh, it's like the energizer bunnies. It's always moving and it doesn't stop in one place ever. Um, it moved. <laughs> I'm going to go light gray. So just below you, I'm going to be in the light gray. I think the news of this week, it comes with the backdrop of Michigan winning the national championship. So I can't go full gray just yet. And the idea that maybe Harbaugh sticks around now that we just kind of talked about, that kind of has me a little bit like, okay, that's not maybe good for Ryan Day because he has gotten out coached by him. But given just everything surrounding Ohio State and the push that they've made after seeing Michigan win the championship to – really bullshit this roster, bring guys back, build a juggernaut team. Um, yeah, like I feel really good about the the prospects of this Ohio State team taking down Michigan next year, winning a lot of the things that they're supposed to win. So I'm going to I'm gonna be in the light gray for now, and I'm sure as the offseason continues, I'll continue to trend a little bit more towards uh, the darker gray where you are right now. So we'll see. 
so while we wait to find out whether uh, you're going to try to learn, you're going to be like, Hey, come on in. Water's fine. In the, yeah. in the dark gray end of the pool. I just think it's funny that <laughs> I don't the know people, if a dark gray water in a pool is a good thing, but you know. I just think it's funny that the people who panic the hardest are also the people who are like most skeptical about being super excited. Like, I, I feel like you went hard in the paint on uh, earlier this week about what, uh, what a Michigan national championship um, meant for Ohio State, which, by the way, was our number one most watched uh, video ever so far yeah. on, on YouTube. You. So, and, and I think our most downloaded uh, podcast as well. So we want to say thank you to guys for that. We appreciate that. All the comments, all the you know stuff we're getting on social media as well, we appreciate all that. But I think it's wild that you guys aren't the ones, the, the first ones running back. That, that I, who have been, I think, pretty balanced in this whole thing, and the one that's like LFG, I think we got it. Like I, I, I just think it's interesting that that the most cynical, not cynical, the most balanced person is the one most excited about the team right now. I would say because, like you said, like I said, my emotions kind of go as the team goes, and yeah, like seeing Michigan win sucks. Um, but I like I, I'm excited by the moves that they made this week, and I'm not so down this rabbit hole of you know, anti-Ryan Day and anti-negativity, anti-nothing good's ever going to happen here again, that I can't see the forest through the trees, if you will. Like, I, I understand what the goal is here. And I'm still, I mean, I said it earlier, like the, the fact that they're bringing all these guys back and there's a chance for them to develop even more and be even better of a team. I can see that the the efforts being put in to make this thing, to turn this thing around and change what we've seen the last couple of years. So I can, I appreciate that as a fan. I admire that as a fan. And so I am very excited. Um, I'm just gonna, you know, I'm 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 still kind of getting out of the the funk of seeing Michigan win it. So I'm kind of easing my way into the gray. But I am very very excited about the prospects of where this team's headed. And I think, like we talked about already, um, you know, it's gonna be put up put up or shut up time for Ryan Day. But I think that's also very exciting because it means that Ohio State should be back on the level that we want them to be. Yeah, I think it's an interesting time, you know. Um... And just Ohio State and college football and, you know, the last probably 20 years have brought more change in college football than the previous hundred years yeah. given, I mean, it's just been, you know, full speed ahead, light speed. And it seems to get quicker, you know, the, the, the farther we're going along here, the more the change seems to speed up. Um, all this being said, like, you know, like it's put up or shut up time for, for Ryan Day and Columbus you have a stacked roster, but that goes against you if you don't have the kind of team success uh, we're expecting this year. And if Will Howard maybe falters a little bit, or if you have to juggle quarterbacks, that kind of stuff, or if that offensive line can't, um, you know, finally break through under Justin Fry. While we also look at it and say, I don't know if Jim Harbaugh is going to be here. And also we look at the retirement of Nick Saban, because a point I made in the NFL is you know, with like Belichick and Pete Carroll no longer being entrenched coaches, Belichick 20 plus years, Pete Carroll 14 years in Seattle. There's an opportunity for franchises that that are below Seattle and New England in the pecking order because of that continuity. The more continuity those franchises have that are below them, the better chance they have to break through and either challenge those organizations for the way we think about the pantheon of great um, football teams or out and out just leapfrog them. And I feel like, you know, I tend to think Michigan just caught up with you 
instead of Ohio State took a step back. I think that's a perceptive thing that's that fair. Ohio State fans just panic about because all of a sudden Michigan is is as good as you over the last three years for the first time in 15 years. So I don't necessarily think Ohio State needs to take a step forward. What I will say is anytime you lose Nick Saban, 17 years of dominance, six titles in that's Alabama. Um, yeah, I think there are – even though you want to play in a different conference, I do think this is going to open up more of an opportunity to win a national championship on any given year. And all of a sudden, I don't think we just take for granted how dominating Alabama is or how tough of an out they are in the playoffs. And between Saban and Harbaugh, yeah, I mean, if if Harbaugh then is the other shoe that drops, there's a huge, huge opportunity for Ohio State to slide back into what some people feel like are their, yeah. their their rightful position, and a lot of that, a lot of that starts with Saban going and potentially uh, Harbaugh going as well. Well, first of all, I want to say um, the idea of like Belichick, Saban, all these guys retiring this week is just like young me is is thinks this is weird. Like all, all I've ever known in my football loving life has been Nick Saban doing it in college football. Bill Belichick doing it in the NFL, so it's it's been kind of a. I mean, listen, I'm not I don't have like some massive ties to Bill Belichick in New England or even Nick Saban in Alabama, but just to like lose these icons that I've always watched is kind of crazy. Um, and you, it, not, I don't get emotional about it, but it, you you kind of you you reflect on it a little bit. Like as all I've known when I've as I've watched college football in the NFL is these two guys. So it is kind of weird to to see both of them kind of leaving. I, Belichick could be going somewhere else, but. He's been obviously a, an institution in, in New England for so long that it's just weird to see that he could go coach somewhere else. Almost like Brady going to play for Tampa Bay was weird for a period of time until he won a Super Bowl. But um, yeah, I, I think here's the other thing too, Nick, because you bring up the changes in college football. Nick Saban was truly the probably the last coach in college football who could show up at a kid's house and try to recruit somebody based off of just like, the resume he has and the aura that he boasts alone. Like he's the last person who could show up in your living room and say like, here's why you should play for me. I get results. I win national championships. I've sent a hundred and or two or whatever it is. A hundred plus kids to the NFL, 44 to 49 of them. I think were first round picks. Like he could, he could stand there and you see the proof is in the pudding where NIL still mattered to these kids, but they also had the lure of, yeah, Nick Saban is that guy, right? That that's gone. Like, there's not a lot of coaches. There's there, there the number of coaches that can now show up in a kid's living room and boast that, and and try to convince a kid to come play for you because you get results is now few and far between. So that's why I think Saban's departure also, and it sounds like a lot of his departure had to do with that. I heard Paul Feinbaum talking about this week that this week, like he's had phone conversations with Nick Saban about just how NIL isn't for him and all this different stuff. So. um, like I think this truly sets the stage for college football has completely changed and it's only going to change more without Nick Saban as part of it because we're like full bore now into the NIL era and there's no more of this like come play for me because of this, you know, these reasons. It's what the, the, num the number one priority for a lot of kids is truly going to be, well, what's the how much are you going to pay me? And I think Ohio State, from a program standpoint, maybe not from a Ryan Day coaching standpoint, from, but from a program standpoint, can still say, we produce, like, look at the results, look what we produce, look who we send to the NFL. But the money is still going to matter. 
And I think it, it in relation, again, we're talking about a changing. I think we saw that. I think we saw Ohio State more than ever embrace the NIL era this week with a lot of the guys they brought back and the moves that they made, and there's maybe more to come. So, yeah, like this, this represents to me, yes, it's the end of Saban's reign and it's the end of the greatest of all time to do it, his career, he steps aside. But it's also just like a like symbolic almost of where college football is and the direction that they're heading, which is why I think it's interesting. But I do agree, like Ohio State has an opportunity here. If you don't embrace NIL, you're going to get left behind. So sorry, Dabo Sweeney, which by the way, one of the funniest things that came out of this week was I loved, I was relishing and seeing all these videos and things from Alabama fans. Alabama fans wanted nothing to do with Dabo. Not a damn thing. All I saw was anybody but Dabo was like the slogan on, on social media for, for who they wanted the next head coach to be. <laughs> that guy is an Alabama alum. And they don't even want him. Like that tells you all you need to know. He would have showed up in that locker room and been like, "Well, we don't need NIL. We got Jesus." And everybody would have hit the transfer portal immediately that second. It would have been hilarious. I think they were kind of dumb for not talking to Dabo. And maybe, maybe Dabo said he doesn't want to go. He's been staunch that he's happy at Clemson. Um, I think the resume, what he did at Clemson, is so much more impressive than what some guys do at, at other power five schools. Cause Clemson had not been at this level that they had been up until about two years ago until Dabo got there. So uh, I digress. I, Cause I also think Dabo can be a bit of a clown sometimes and his transfer portal ideas are just ridiculous, but I do think real quick, like, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I can't hear anything you're saying. How many more names? Sorry. How many more names uh, down the list? Because I think it's obvious Kalen DeBoer was not uh, their number one choice uh, based on the reporting and things that have definitely out. How mm-hmm. many more names down the list? Like if Kalen DeBoer said, I'm staying at Washington, how many more names until you got to James Franklin? <laughs> That's um, the <a> question. <laughs> well, again, like we've talked about, James Franklin's agent, if if you want to represent a fat radio guy with limited talent, uh, <laughs> at Nick Wilson says on X, okay? Um, but no, I would say – I would definitely not say the top 10. I would probably say that James Franklin was not really part of the top 15. But that's just me. That's just my <laughs> own – personal feeling like hey uh, oh my hey, God, uh hey, what what can you do for us james franklin ultimate well, example of failing upwards it feels yeah well like, would yeah. you like to lose to georgia every year and maybe lsu because i could do that for you like any <laughs> any top 15 game i'm gonna lose for you and, and when we no see ohio state and if we make the playoff and we see ohio state we'll lose to them too yeah i will i will and just out of honor i will poop the bed against ohio state yet again um <laughs> And by the way, while we're on this, Nick Saban leaving needs to be the warning sign and the uh, the lesson for Ohio State fans. Because when Ohio State or when Michigan uh, claimed the national championship earlier this week, there were people the day after saying "Fire Ryan Day now," which is not smart. It's just not. And if and you see Nick Saban retired, the goat 
retired at Alabama. They have a head coach in place two days later. But because uh, there's a coaching change, the portal now opens up for Alabama an extra 30 days for players. And Caleb Downs has been linked to Ohio State. There's a talk that even though Caleb DeVore seems to already be on the phones trying to recruit players to stay, that they could lose five to six significant contributors. So to Ohio State fans that wanted to fire Ryan Day, if you had, uh, you would have had to open up the transfer portal for another 30 days and I, this time, I don't think you're losing like your third string safety. I think you'd be losing a lot of significant players. I thought that was like the, the yeah. and not just to Ohio State, but to anybody who gets antsy in their pantsy in January and says, fire the coach out of uh, coaching season. Well, in theory, Ohio State could have somebody pretty quickly too, because uh, Mike Vrabel's out there. Just say, well, uh, here, can People I say this? Stone name horny for if, Mike Vrabel. If, if I just Mike, roll my eyes. It sounds like Mike Vrabel may not get it. Like now that New England's filled their job with Gerard Mayo, like there's talk that maybe Vrabel takes a year off. So if that's the case, like he's going to be there next year. Then, like it, it yeah. like you have now a year. If you're really worried that worried about Ryan Day, there's a chance that you might have a year to kind of like warm him up potentially to the idea of coming back to college. Because like we talked about last episode, I don't think he even wants to come to college. But, uh, like, you can maybe talk him into it. And if the money's there, then maybe that's the thing. And this opportunity still, could still be there next year if he really doesn't take a job. So, so I don't think you have to that, rush and make a rash decision just because uh, Mike Vrabel's out there. Real quick with that, that is part of, the, you know, we talked about the blessing or the curse. Um, if, if Mike Vrabel doesn't have an NFL head coaching job by next November and um, – Ohio State were to lose. I mean, I'll, I'll just be honest with you. Even if you're undefeated going to that Michigan game, if you're Ryan Day, you're going to be feeling all the pressure simply because yeah. Mike Frable doesn't have a job. And and by the way, I don't know. That's a bad thing. Pressure breeds. You know, pressure can bring out the best in somebody. But I would iron just sharpens iron. I just think like the best thing for Ryan Day to feel because here's the thing: it's not even about Mike Frable. It's about the horniness of Ohio State boosters to to make a, a difference and to show how much beating Michigan matters. You know what I mean? Yeah. And when you have a coach like that out there, Luke Fickle, well, there's a buyout to maintain. Brian Hartline, well, at least you're OC, and he would be on staffs that lost to Michigan. And, and he'd be a might keep Hartline, Hartline around, too. That's the other thing. Well, yeah, but just getting back to the idea, yeah. Vrabel is and has been, for some Ohio State fans, alums, and boosters, he has been this kind of – you know, fantasy grass is greener on the other side. It's it's less pressure for Ryan Day if that guy has an NFL job because then it's not a discussion. Yeah, yeah. And it's not even an idea whether he would actually come here is not the point. That doesn't matter. Like it's the it's the magical thinking of boosters. Well, we've got this guy. Let's just get rid of Ryan Day. It's the idea of having a number one candidate. Like Alabama was like, ah, we're not sweating. Uh, Nick Saban retiring. We love the goat, but we, you know, we will find somebody. And then they were like, Oh crap. We all, our first, (laughs) our first three guys were not there. I guess we're going to have to find an option, uh, a fourth or fifth option there. So um, uh, just curious what you guys think Nick Saban's retirement means for the rest of college football world, including the Ohio state Buckeyes, uh, we have uh, obviously more to get into as the weeks go on here. Next week could be about Jim Harbaugh. It could be maybe stealing a few players from Alabama in the transfer portal. So make sure to follow the show wherever you get your podcast, Apple, Spotify, the free Odyssey app. 
92.3thefan.com. And, of course, you can uh, watch us here on the 92.3thefan.com YouTube page as well. Don't forget to drop a comment, your thoughts on today's podcast, um, and all that stuff. But we will be back next week, guys, with the latest in Ohio State football. Until then, Spencer, I go Bucks.